What's up, everyone? This is another episode of the Triple Option Report podcast. And today, uh, I wanted to focus entirely on one specific thing. It's the biggest thing in, in pro wrestling. As you all know, I'm a big pro wrestling fan. It's the biggest thing in, in pro wrestling this weekend. Well, starting this weekend. It's the uh, G1 Climax 33. So, if for everyone who wants to know what the G1 Climax is, obviously, uh, when it comes to pro wrestling, right, there are other countries outside of the U.S. that, that, are, that are really into it. I'd say, like, the big three countries when it comes to pro wrestling are the U.S., Mexico, and Japan. All of them have multiple promotions that are, like, major promotions in, in the country. And for Japan, their biggest promotion is New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is honestly one of the top two or three biggest promotions in, in the whole world. So, with New Japan, their biggest event is Wrestle Kingdom. That happens every January 4th, every year. It's like their WrestleMania. And one of the people who goes on to the number one contender, pretty much, for the World Championship at Wrestle Kingdom is the person who wins the G1 Climax. So, yeah, it's a big deal. It's kind of like the Royal Rumble, right? Except, in this case, the reigning world champion is also in the G1 Climax. So, if you're wondering exactly what the G1 Climax is, it's a round-robin tournament. It's exactly like a... Think of it like a... a, a World Cup or a Champions League. It, it, it's like that. So it's a block. There's four blocks, Right? Just like a World Cup or a Champions League. It has eight people in each block. And just like those two events, it's based off points. A win equals uh, two points, a loss zero, and a draw one. And those eight people in each block face each other in said block. The top two people at the end with the most points advance to a tournament for each block. So it's eight people that advanced to a tournament, and the winner of that tournament goes on to, to, to headline, well, face the world champion at Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah, it's a pretty big event, and this year is unique, because I'm not going to say that New Japan's been shredding water the, the last two, three years, but it hasn't been their best years, at least compared to what they were pulling off recently before that. It's been kind of rough. Like, the pandemic definitely didn't help. Uh, along with that, uh, a combination of uh, like some of their talent leaving, like uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and people like that, that didn't help either. So they've been trying to... And, and then also some of their top guys are starting to get a little older, like Tanahashi. Naito has been a little beat up recently this last few years. He can still go. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, they're starting to get a little up there in age. And so... It's been kind of a weird, awkward phase for them lately. And then some of the, the booking hasn't exactly been the best either. This year, though, has been a resurgent here for them. They honestly look like the best promotion in, in all of pro wrestling right now. Uh, and a big emphasis on that is, is the booking has changed dramatically. Like, new champions like Sonata and, and uh, pushing and, and, and showcasing more younger people like, I haven't seen as many new names being brought up in New Japan since, like, what, 20? It's been a while. 
since like the early 2010s. And it, it kind of does give off that same vibe. Like something new is happening, but in a good way. So, so like a, a much needed change, uh, new stars and new wrestlers being introduced in general, and uh, just just uh, switching it up, doing something different, and taking a risk for once in booking, and it's worked wonders for them. So yeah, there's a lot of enthusiasm for for this G1 overall and just New Japan in general compared to last year. I remember last year in the G1, there was a lot of people who didn't even know what was happening. This year, it's super hyped. So, yeah, like, there's a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of new names. Like I said, a whole lot. It feels like a, almost like a third of, of everyone here is their first time. So, let me just go ahead and, and, and go through what this year's G1 is. Like I said, it's four blocks. It's eight people in each block. Each block is named Block A, B, C, and D. So, for Block A, the wrestlers in Block, block A include Sonata, Chase Owens, Hikuleo, Ren Narita, Shota Uino, Yoda Suji, Gabriel Kidd, and Kaito Kiyomiya. Now, and some of the main ones, like Sonata, he has a good chance of getting out of Block A. He's the reigning world champion. Now, I would say uh, to a lot of people, he's kind of like a, a, a transitional champions, and usually those types of, of world champions don't do well in the G1 Climax, historically. But I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. Like, there can be... You can make a story out, out of him getting out of this block. And so, I, I, I think he has a very good chance of getting out of this block, despite how some people think he is as a world champion. Uh, Chase Owens, he's just kind of there. You know, Hikileo... Yeah, this is for this is uh, first time, and I don't see him really doing much either like that. Renarita. Now, here's an interesting, a, a very neat thing about the next three guys I'm about, I'm about to talk about: Renarita, Shota Umino, and Yoda Suchi. These three guys are are being dubbed the new three Musketeers, pretty much. And New Japan, it is a common thing in pro wrestling in general, like sometimes you get a group of like three or four guys who are like rookies or or like younger wrestlers, and they, they, they call them, like, this next, these four guys, like, the great, next great ones of a, of a generation, right? Or to lead a generation. Think of it, like, in, in WWE, they had an OVW4, that was John Cena and Batista and uh, Randy Jordan and uh, Brock Lesnar. In, in all Japan, you had the Four Pillars of Heaven. In AEW right now, you got the Four Pillars and the Four Killers. It also, in WWE, NXT, you had the four horsewomen. So, like, you always have this type of thing. And like, they've had past generations of, 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 of the uh, Three Musketeers. In fact, the reason why the tournament, which was formerly named another thing, has been going on since the 70s, but it wasn't called G1 Climax and wasn't used this type of concept, like the whole round robin all that, to the early 90s, 91, was to push the original Three Musketeers back in 1991. So, this version of it is... Renarita, Shota Umino, and Yoda Sushi. And, like, these guys are thought to be, like, the next three, pretty much the next three big faces of the of the next generation for New Japan. So, anyway, with the, with these three, I personally think, I don't think, I think Renarita's probably, like, a year or two away from, from really making a big impact. Like, he's already making a, a bit of an impact, but I still think he's, like, a year or two away from, from getting out of the block. Uh, Possibly. I think Shota Umino has a very good chance of getting out of this block. 
And I think Yodasuchi definitely has a good chance of getting out of this block. He's just came off of a, a world title match. And he did a good job against Sonata. And there's a history there with those two, right? Yodasuchi is now a new member of, of, of Los Inkomanobles de Japon, which is uh, one of the major factions in, in, in New Japan. New Japan has a lot of factions. Uh, and Sonata left Los Inkomanobles de Japon to, you know, get his mind right and, and whatever, and, and joined and made a new faction called Just Five Guys and won a world title with that new faction. So there's a, there's a potential history you can make with those two. And obviously there's a history of these three musketeers, obviously. So there's a lot going on there. Uh, Chase Owens and Hukuleu actually do have a bit of a history because Hukuleu, if I'm correct, left the Bullet Club, which Chase Owens is a member of. So there's that too. Gabriel Kidd is also a member of the Bullet Club. So there, there's there's a lot going on there. And he's another member. So uh, Block A. And so, yeah, you've got a lot going on there. And Gabriel Kidd probably doesn't have a good chance of getting out the block either. Actually, he doesn't. But he talked a good game at, at the press conference, which they have every year, like the day before. And so you never know, you know. But yeah, he probably doesn't have a good chance of getting out. Uh, and, and finally, there's Kaido uh, Kiyomiya. All right. This is an interesting one here. Uh, so, this man is not from New Japan. He's actually from Pro Wrestling Noah, another uh, promotion in, in Japan. But, like, I guess, okay, New Japan and Pro Wrestling Noah, right? They had a show, a joint show together earlier this year. And, like, uh, pretty much during the show... Keito Kiyomiya and uh, Kachichiko Okada, who's like the big boss, he's like the main dude for New Japan, and one of the greatest wrestlers ever, if not the greatest wrestler of all time, they and they had a tag team match they were both involved in, and it got a little out of hand. To put it mildly, uh, they went ballistic. Because he, uh, Keito, he kicked Okada in the face, and then Okada went back and just demolished him. And, and so it led to a match between the two in a, in a later event that involved Noah and New Japan. And quite frankly, Okada demolished him. And it, it was not a good look. Especially since since, uh, since Kato is, is literally, like, he was the GHC, GHC uh, world champion for uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Which is like their world championship. So, yeah, that was not a good look. And then to make matters worse for, for Kato... He lost his GHC championship, like heavyweight championship, later on in the year in another Pro Wrestling Noah event. So he's just kind of had his tail between his legs lately. It's been kind of rough for him. So he, he definitely wants to, to to change that narrative about him, right? He, he definitely doesn't want to come off like he's a joke or that he's a fraud. So he's definitely going to try to come in here and, and win this whole thing. Now, realistically speaking, he is not signed to New Japan, so that's, that ain't happening. Now, he ain't winning G1. If you're not signed to New Japan, you're not winning, winning the G1. It's not going to happen. Now, he could, if he if he was eventually going to sign with them, like, later on in the year, and we don't really know about it, but, like, if, if he's not, no. But he can't get out the block. There's a very realistic chance he could get out the block and then maybe make it, get revenge on Okada in, in the actual, like, tournament. It was the final eight. 
but who knows? Uh, block B. Well, I'll give my predictions for block A. Overall, I'm going to go out and win. I'm going to go crazy here. I'm actually thinking Sonata gets out of the block. I know people think like, oh, but he's not like a long-term shipman. I don't care. I think he's going to keep that shipmanship all the way to Wrestle Kingdom. I think how New Japan's been booking lately, they've been taking risk. They've been going, you know, they've been thinking out the box here with this booking. With this booking lately. This whole year. So, I'm going to say it. I, I think that they keep that risky booking going and they bring Sonata all the way as, as IWGP World Heavyweight Champion heading to January 4th in Wrestle Kingdom. 2024. And my second guy to get out the block, I think it's too early. I think you can make Kato face off against Okada in Wrestle Kingdom. So I think Kato doesn't get out the block. I'm going to give it to, to, to Yoda Silchi. I'm going to give it to one of the three uh, Musketeers. I'm going to keep that whole thing about, about Kato trying to finish his story and whatnot. You know, insert Cody Rhodes joke here. But finish his story. I'm going to have him finish it at Wrestle Kingdom. Potentially. Not here. Now, Block B. And the reason why I talk so much about Block A is because it had a lot going on there. Like, probably more than any of the other three blocks. So, that's why I talk so much about Block A. But for Block B, you got Katsuchika Okada. You got Yoshihashi. You got Taichi. Kenta. The Great Okan. Will Ospreay. Tengaloa. And El Fantasmo. Now, this is a clear-cut example of a two-man block. Okada and, and Osprey getting off the block. And going to, like, the final eight. That's a, a given. If you were if you were betting on pro wrestling, which you shouldn't. If you bet on pro wrestling, you might have an addiction. You probably didn't get that checked out. But, like, if you were to hypothetically bet on pro wrestling, this is a bet that a super safe one that you can bet on. Okada and Osprey are getting out of block B. That would be booking malpractice if they didn't. So, yeah. That's all you need to know really about that. I mean, this, this be, it'll be a fun block to see. A lot of good workers here, obviously. You can have a lot of great matches. But overall, the only realistic people here to actually get out of here are Okada and Osprey. Block C. You got David Finley, Tomohiro Ishii, Evil, Tomatonga, Shingo Tagagi, Aaron Hanade, Eddie Kingston, and Mikey Nichols. David Finley is head over the new Bullet Club. And they've been giving him a good push. And I think he's going to, he has a very good chance of getting out of Block C. I really do. Ishii, unfortunately, he has no chance really to me at this point. But at this, at, at this time in his career, it seems like what they're doing with him is just having him put up phenomenal matches with people throughout the whole uh Block wherever Black he's in, he's gonna put out bangers easily. But like to win him, I don't know at this point. So yeah, I don't see him getting out the block. Uh, Evil, he has a good chance of getting out the block still. The House of Torture, whatever you think about it, whatever you think about it, he has a pull because of that. So who knows? Uh, Tomatonga, he got on a block last year, so I could see him getting out this year. Honestly, he still got it. You know, he's still. He, I'd say, yeah, it's a very good chance he can get out this block. Uh, Aaron Hanade, I think he has a much better chance of getting out the block this year than last year. But, I don't know. He will be a great worker, though. He'll have great matches with him, I think. Eddie Kingston. He'll play out phenomenal matches. 
And it's an interesting thing about Eddie Kingston. I like Eddie Kingston again is not with the company. He's from AEW. If you want to know what AEW is, you see them with Dynamite. He's on TBS on Wednesdays. Make the ten. Rampage, TNT from Fridays from ten to eleven, and uh, now Collision, TNT on Saturdays from eight to ten. So yeah, like they're a new big promotion now. It's been four years now. In, in the U.S. And then they've, they've, they've made a lot of bank. They're about to, like I said, the Wembley show, I've seen this, I talked about this in an earlier episode. Most likely it's going to be, what, the highest attended wrestling show ever? So, yeah, like, they're making pool. But, uh, yeah, Eddie Kingston's from there. He's one of the most overacts at AEW, so he's going to be special. And he's going to make an impact. And he has a good chance of getting out the block. I just think... Again, like Cato, and this time, especially because you got with AEW television and, and whatnot and pay-per-views and all that, and the schedule, I don't, is probably not going to get the block. And again, he's not signed to, to New Japan, but he'll, he'll definitely put a scare into a lot of people. He'll make it seem very, like it's very realistic that he could. But overall, my prediction, I'm going to go with, I think Shingo Takagi is a monster and a beast, and I think he gets up the block. He's a former world champion. He's awesome. And I think, uh, I think, screw it, I want him to get out the block. He's one of my favorite wrestlers in the world and one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I really do think that he deserves a push eventually. And, like a long-term one. And I think my second one, I'm going to go crazy here. I think David Finley. They've been pushing him hard lately. He's a new leader of, of the Bullet Club. And the way they've done the Bullet Club lately, it reminds me of what they did, like, in like the OG Bullet Club, we put Devitt in all of them, like uh, less jokey jokey, less uh, also like mer- merchandise and stuff like that, and more assaulting people in the ring and out the ring, and that brutality it works. Like as much as at first a lot of people weren't fans of him, a lot of people in Japan are, and a lot of the new Japan fans are, they like this new Bullet Club. So it's starting to catch on now to what else. So it's working. And I wouldn't be surprised if to push this, he gets out the block too. So I'm going to say, I think it's, it's Shingo Takagi and David Finley. They get out the block. Uh, block D, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tetsuo Naito, Hiroki Goto, Zack Sabre Jr., Toru Yano, Jeff Cobb, Shane Haste, and Alex Coughlin. Out of this group, uh... Naito's kind of, honestly, this is kind of an easy one, too, actually. Well, no, because Jeff Cobb, he's legit. And Jeff Cobb could really push for that, and I, I think he will. By the end of the day, I think it's going to be uh, Naito and Sabre Jr. that get up the block. Tanahashi, at this point, it, he's reaching more towards the end, the tail end of his career. He, he's not there to, to win titles anymore, I don't think. Uh, Naito... Like I said, I think he's one of the favorites, obviously. Yeah, come on. Uh, Goto, he's a tag team champion right now, like his tag team partner, Yoshihashi, but his prime days, like being pushed as a real title contender, are probably over now, uh, except for like a rare occasion. Uh, Sabre Jr., I think, is the second one to get out the block, mainly because, I, like I said, he came close last year. Who knows? Like I said, like, I really do think how he's been wrestling this year, too, just 
I don't know. I I feel like he he's up for a push. Toriano, no. Come on, Jeff Cobb has a very good chance. It was between him and Zach Sh- Saber, and I decided to go with Zach Saber as, as the second one to cut the block. Shane Hayes, I think he'll he'll be better than expected to a lot of people. A lot of people are like, why is he in there? Well, no, I, I like him, and I think he's gonna he's gonna impress a lot of people. And Alex Coglin, he's definitely an up and comer who's gonna be uh, who's gonna he's gonna make an impact later on. But for now, he's not getting on the block now. I don't think so. But he'll 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 entertain a lot of people, so that's a good thing. So yeah, overall, my eight people in the quarterfinals are Sonata, Yorosuchi, Kasuchiko Okada, Will Ospreay, David Finley, Shingo Takagi, Tetsuo Naito, and Zack Sabre Jr. Out of this group, who do I think actually eventually wins? I got Sonata beating Finley in the quarterfinals. I got Osprey beating Naito in the quarterfinals. Yep. I got Takagi beating Okada in the quarterfinals. Yep. And I got Sabre Jr. beating Suji in the quarterfinals. Then I got in the semis, Osprey beating Sonata. And Takagi beating Sabre Jr. And I got Takagi beating Osprey in a classic in the finals because why not? I want to see Osprey and Takagi wrestle again because they have some of the best, if not the best, chemistry in all pro wrestling. Then you got Takagi potentially facing Sonata in, in Los Ingobernables versus former Los Ingobernables to headline Wrestle Kingdom. Because why the heck not? You can have Okada face uh, Kato Wrestle Kingdom in a singles match. Uh, you can have Naito, but you see Naito and Takagi, and I decided to go with. I decided to go with Takagi. Screw it. Although it would be interesting to have Naito face Takagi in the finals of the G1, right? Two of the, 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 the yeah, those two from the same uh, faction face off against each other, and then the winner of that has to face their former member. Ooh, that'd be kind of neat. Oh, no. I still go with Osprey over Naito. Because Osprey deserves a push, too, right? So, like, yeah, unless he doesn't want to go any farther, then yeah, go with Naito. But either way, Takagi wins, and he faces off against his forward faction mate at Wrestle Kingdom in Sonata. So, boom. That's my predictions for the whole G1. Climax 33. It starts... Now, because I am I live in the U.S., uh, it's going to start super early for me. 5 o'clock in the morning. Starting tomorrow at Saturday, and every day for the next two weeks. The final is on August 13th at 5 a.m. for me. So yeah, it's a it's gonna be long attack, <laughs> very taxing. But you know, it hey, look, you're looking at a guy, you're listening to a guy who watched the entire 2021 uh, Summer Olympics in Tokyo live. Like when it's live for them. For me, early in the freaking morning. So if I got school my 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 sleep schedule for this, I don't mind doing it. I've done it already for years for New Japan already. So who cares for me at this point? So yeah, that that that's what that's how it is. Uh, it's two weeks, and yeah, I, I I did want to point out two things though. Well, one thing, I thought there are two guys that you know I thought probably should have been in who weren't. Tom Lawler. 
I, I really thought Philly, Filthy Tom Lawler should have been in. I don't know. He's done a really good job for the last for a while now. And another one I thought should have been Fred Rosser. I thought both those guys should have been in. It, it's very interesting though with both of them because I remember when they were doing two completely different things when they were like if I was talking about Tom Lawler and then Fred Rosser like ten years ago, I'd be shocked that they were doing New Japan. <laughs> like Tom Lawler, like I remember when he used to be for like UFC and the old Planet fighter and stuff like that. Filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah. And and then like I remembered like when uh Fred Rosser used to be Darren Young, part of the Nexus. So, like, seeing, and I, I watched them both throughout the years, build up to this, seeing how they, where they are now is pretty awesome, honestly. And I thought the G1, I thought they both deserved it. Hopefully, they're in next year, though. But, yeah, like, like that's just a thing I wanted to say about that. But, like, overall, it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be awesome. You guys should watch it. Again, like I said, it starts at 5 in the morning. And also, if I'm correct, I believe the first day is free. On New Japan uh, World.com, which is like their streaming service for New Japan for wrestling. Yeah, I think like the first day is free. Or is it the first two days? But yeah, like, like, yeah, that would be awesome, right? You have some great matches too. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think that, yeah, the first two days actually, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, you have some, oh, Shingo Takagi versus Eddie Kingston. Like, these are some interesting matches that you can watch, again, for free the first two days on NewJapanWorld.com uh, before you didn't have to pay uh, for the streaming service. But it, it's worth the pay. It's awesome. And again, you'll get the best promotion in the world right now. So, it's worth the pay. But yeah, like, uh, let's see here. Shota Umino versus Ren Narita. That will be a really good match. Uh, Yoda Suji versus... Ooh, wow. Kato Kiyomiya. That's the... Okay, Sonata versus Hukulea, uh, you know, that's, that, you know, you know, who knows. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Okada versus Okada in general. Be fun to watch him. Uh, Taichi versus Will Ospreay is interesting. Shingo Takagi versus Eddie Kingston. That's gonna be... Yeah. Watch that one. Definitely watch that one. I don't know if it'll be my match of the year because, again, MGF and Brian Danielson and uh, both Will Ospreay and, and, and Omega matches were just, like, some of the best matches of all time. So, I mean, tough to beat those, but it's going to be a, a potential five-plus star match by Dave, probably. That's how good it is. Uh, Tanahashi versus Zack Sabre Jr. Tanahashi, like I said, he's gotten older. It's hard for him to wrestle like he used to. And that's at times kind of hard to watch, but he knows how to pull a crowd. Like, he, he can still get a crowd rowdy as ever. Despite, and he knows how to still get to his spots. So, against Zack Sabre Jr., who knows? So, yeah, like, like overall, you're going to have some entertaining matches this, this uh, first two days. So, take advantage of that. So, yeah, if that was a little long, sorry. I really like pro wrestling. I'm into it. I, I watch a lot of different promotions. AEW, New Japan... Ring of Honor, All Japan, Noah, Stardom, TJPW, you know it. Yep, I watch a lot of them. I watch all of them. I follow all of them. Yeah. So, like, I'm, 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 big, I'm a big fan. So, if you ever want to hear my opinions on pro wrestling from time to time, subscribe to this podcast. The Triple Option Report. And uh, also, follow me on Twitter, 
at Pulliam underscore Blake, all lowercase. And also follow me on threads. Blake underscore Pulliam one, all lowercase. So uh, that's it for today. I'll come back on Monday. I talk about sports, comics, pop culture, all that. Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. That's it. See y'all. Bye.